Well, it is always a good day when the Pope has your back. It's Drop the Subject. It's Allie. It's Dr. James. It's, it's, uh, what is it, Thursday? That's right. And I'm feeling a little extra chipper today, James, because or for a couple of reasons. Number one, Pope Francis is chill with us now. I mean, and this seems like out of the blue. Like, this seems like one of those, yeah. like, maybe the Pope was just, like, chilling, hanging out, like, playing, you know, World of Warcraft 4 or whatever, like, because you know the Pope already has a PS5. So he's chilling, he's had some edibles, and he just realized that he, like, played with this gay dude for, like, the whole time and was like, man, this dude was awesome. Maybe <laughs> I'm cool with all the gays. Right. I mean, it just takes one, right? It just takes one to know one, literally, when it comes to the gays. Um, it's usually a hairdresser that starts it for most moms. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but Fernando is gay and he's okay. And so he's I guess I'm fine. okay with gays. <laughs> right. I, mean, I guess I'm okay with the gays. I mean, although that's the same argument that people use sometimes for us, Allie, when they're like, well, you just haven't met the right one. Or you just need one woman to turn you around. You know, True. or one man to turn you around. But but we'll take it for the gays. So whoever turned the Pope around, we thank you very much. Wait, so you get that too? The hey, the, you just need to meet the right woman? Oh, my God. I mean, I don't anymore because I, I'm, that, I'm that gay you see coming a mile away. Uh-huh. <laughs> like everyone knows like. And uh-huh. And sashay. Like and you need a. Wo- oh no, you don't. No, you're. Cool. You're right, right, right. Yes, Chris likes to say that my rear end has a personality of its own. So like my <laughs> butt is sashaying. I'm sashaying. There's heels. There's things falling out of my mouth. There's like whatever. And they're like, I, I think everyone goes, oh, you know, there isn't a woman on earth that could turn that. But no. you know, yeah, and that's, that's okay. So, I'm cool that's with that. So interesting. Um, yeah. Impromptu GMA happening. Okay. The other reason that I'm excited is because I hopefully soon will be moving into a house. <gasps> I've been looking, dun, 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 we found dun, dun, a place dun, that we love, etc. Now, here is the thing. As this whole thing is happening, our realtors strongly recommended that we not put our written notice in on the apartment that we are currently renting. Uh-oh. However, I would like to do that because I can save a little bit of money. Now, the yeah. thing is, they to have pay this- two, two rents, yeah. It's it's well, it's it would be 60 days notice. So I would have to pay an extra month already. And then I have the option of either paying an additional two months rent or risking it and only paying the rent up until the apartment gets rented. So that could be one month or it could be six months. You have no idea. You're agreeing to one or the other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Real gamble. Yeah. So my question is the woman that lives in the apartment across the hall from us is one of the leasing agents. I think I've got a window here where I have two and a half weeks to charm this woman into letting me off the hook. Uh, mm-hmm. She's not necessarily been friendly since the beginning. I think she keeps her distance for professional reasons. Sure. But sure, she has two French bulldogs. That's kind of all I know about her. And if I have two and a half weeks to really win somebody over, you are a very charming person. I think I could be a little bit off-putting. Is there something that I can do in the next two and a half weeks to just get on this woman's good side so that maybe I could be like, hey, you know what? That thing about the rent should be like, oh, I'll put in a call. Don't worry about it. We'll have this place rented in two weeks. You don't have to pay anything. If I could just get that line out of her, I'd be happy. So if you have any hmm. tips... I I do have lots of tips, but one of my biggest tips with um, using one's uh, charming wiles to get 
things that you need in life done is that you have to start early. You have to plant (laughs) seeds a lot, like a long time in advance. So a, 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 obvious, especially when I sent her an email asking about the rent situation. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's going to seem real obvious now that we're all of a sudden she's going to be like, that really lesbian lady across the hall from me is like all of a sudden being really nice. She's like, I know what she's up to. So I would say like something cute and French bulldog themed always works or just like a, Hey, Oh my gosh, you know, we're leaving town for the day and we have this casserole leftover. I don't know if you wanted any leftovers and it's like the most amazing casserole you've ever made, but that's pretty obvious. Okay. Casserole is always a good backup plan. And then I'll say, here you go. And she'll say, you know what? You should just meet a nice man. And I'll be like, uh, uh, all right, I'll go straight How for you. about the Pope? <laughs> we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. We'll get into what the Pope said after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject with Allie and James. You know, now that we are chummy chummy with the Pope, I was thinking that we could throw a joint parade and Pope Francis could hop on in his little Pope mobile and he could have his little glass casing around him and he could wave at everybody, uh, maybe have a flag dangle at a little flag sash, something like that. I really feel like he can officially adopt himself into the LGBTQ plus community. And he is really great at a good parade. And so are we. I think this is an opportunity that we need to capitalize on. And it's all COVID friendly with that Pope mobile. I mean, he is the top of the pops when it comes to protective gear when you're outside. He needs it. He does need it. Uh, that's what I was going to say. The Pope is way ahead of the, everybody else, just like the gays normally are, right? The gays are normally the ones that bring the trends in and do the things ahead of time. So I think a matchup with the Pope makes perfect sense. We all get little bubbles to have our dancing Altoid boys and our dykes on bikes, and <laughs> everyone gets to do it in a in a bubble on a float with some streamers and a boat in a yes, moat. Yes, Red Bull and Altoid boys. That is what... <laughs> is what <laughs> Pride is all about. Okay, yes. so just to get into the nitty gritty, this is what Pope Francis said. Uh, as James said earlier in the show, uh, Pope just kind of randomly was like, "By the way, I'm cool with gays now," and everyone was like, "Bro!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said in uh, a documentary called Francesco. It premiered at the Rome Film Festival yesterday, and in an interview with the Pope, which is a pretty good get if you're making a documentary, I he mean, said, "Wow." Yeah, he said, of course, in Italian, homosexual people have a right to be in a family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should uh, be thrown out or be made miserable over it. Uh, He said we have to create a what we have to create is a civil union law. That way we are legally covered. Wow. So this is historic. And I was thinking to myself, is Pope Francis, sort of like the Amy Comey Barrett for super conservative Catholics. Uh, in that he represents like the super like conservative. The, uh, they're like, oh my, no, no, no. Like, like the, ro- the super, super conservative Catholics are like, oh my gosh, this guy is the Pope now and he is the most liberal Pope we've ever seen and he's going to be the Pope forever and he's going to make all these changes and ah, what's going on? Uh, Similar to how Democrats feel with Amy Comey Barrett, which is like, no, 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 she represents the opposite of what we want. No, but then she'll get elected and she's going to be there forever. No! I, th- I think this Pope is a little bit that way because this is, I mean, I think this surprises even the people who are, you 
you know, really, really understand Catholicism and what this Pope is all about. This was very, very surprising um, and good on this documentary to get a scoop because this is like the top news headline around the world. So good on them. But I think that's a perfect analogy, Ali, that the, this Pope to conservative Catholics is like our Amy Coney Barrett, if you will. And, you know, I grew up sort of in the Catholic Church and went to Catholic high school. And I always thought, you know, I don't feel like this religion accepts me. Uh, this is who I am. And I actually went to Rome when I was on a backpacking trip by myself in college. I wanted to go. Uh, I went to a few different places in Europe. After I smoked a, a bunch of weed in Amsterdam, I went to Rome and I went to the Vatican and I went to the church in the Vatican and I went into the confession booth at the church in the Vatican. Whoa. And I asked them about my gayness. <gasps> and Allie Johnson, this is a whole book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more of a pamphlet, but sure. <laughs> I went in there and I said, I just feel separated from this religion because I'm gay and I feel like this religion and I, I feel like under the Roman Catholic ruling, I'm not supported by God or the religion. Uh-huh. And the priest said, God is with you wherever you go. And I was like, that's Girl, a bullshit answer. That's and the I, biggest <laughs> cop out, right? Yes. So I was like, okay, and I'm gone. You're like, and I, I left already and I went and saw that. the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and then when I was leaving the Vatican, there was a courtyard full of people when I left. And I was like, what is going on here? And there were thousands of people in the courtyard. And they were like, oh, the Pope is about to give his Wednesday speech. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, so I saw the, not this Pope, but the other Pope speak right after wow. I had gotten that. Uh, that total diss from that priest. And he was just telling people not to get in car accidents and stuff. It was just, it was very Rome specific. So I didn't really know what was going on. Don't, uh, don't get into car accidents. Just, just it was saying. like, be careful out there. Yeah. It was like, just like, Hey, you're good. Don't be careful. You're all children of God. So anyway, uh-huh. the fact that now Pope Francis is saying it's cool now, you are children of God, that kind of makes me feel better about the tri- that that confession trip that I took. So Yeah, I think it was an excellent con- confession trip, Ali. Congratulations on that. We want all of you to not get into car accidents, just like the Pope <laughs> told you. Also, don't go anywhere. No more than two minutes of commercials. And when we come back, a brand new game on Drop the Subject. Don't miss it. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject with Ali and James. It's time to play games with James. I like to play games with James, and he's usually very good at them. This one, though, I think is the hardest one that I have put together yet. Oh, okay. I'm in. Okay. It's called Health Food or Health health Risk. Mm. Now, I think you have an unfair advantage because you know more about health risks than the average bear, but... And I do mean pun intended right. bear. Literal, literal, literal gay bear. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Whole Foods every year, I don't know if you know this, they come out with this, hey, here's what we think the trends are going to be in the food world next year. So they come out with it usually towards the end of the previous year. They just came out with their list of the top 10 big food trends that they think are going to be a thing in 2021. There are several ridiculous things on there, uh, including hearts of palm linguine, Automat sauce, coffee nib millet, and boochcraft, which is already a thing. So I thought, hey, it's hard to tell the difference between some of these things that are big health food trends or things that are actually really bad for you. For example, apple seed butter. Do you think that is a new health food trend or do you think that's something that could possibly kill you? Apple seed butter. 
That's so interesting. I, I feel like, no, something is telling me that, no, this is not one of those things. And I can't remember if it's just because the neighborhood kids were like, don't eat the apple seeds because, you know, it'll turn into, you know, it'll grow out of your stomach or you'll have apples coming out of your butt or whatever. But like, I feel like maybe too many apple seeds are poisonous for you. So I'm going to go with health risk, Allie. You are correct. Apple seeds contain amygdalin. A substance uh-huh. that yep. releases cyanide into the bloodstream oh. when chewed and digested. <laughs> Full on cyanide, huh? Just uh-huh. an apple a day keeps me away, except for those seeds, honey. Get except some cyanide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is not good. Oh Apparently, only if you eat a lot of them. I think if you eat a few, it's not a big deal. But yeah, let's move on. That's funny. Okay. Turning composted food into new and improved food. It's not recycling, it's upcycling foods that you would normally throw into the trash. So banana peels, orange rinds, apple cores, you would take those, recycle them into brand new food that you would then sell at the grocery store. Do you think that that is a health food trend (laughs) or a... Crazy health risk. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the thought process behind all of this. Like, let's reduce our waste to as as little as possible. There are, you know, one of the tribes that I was sort of adopted into very much believed in using every single absolute part of any animal that, that they killed. And this was back in like the 1800s, right? So I learned about that a lot when I was a kiddo. But I feel like Uh you can't just throw any and everything into a compost pile and then decide that you're going to resell it into like a cute bar at the checkout stand at Whole Foods. So I'm going to go again with health risk. Well, James, pulp pantry pulp chips are a real thing. (laughs) As well as you can't just give something alliteration and and make (laughs) it a cute with a cute packaging on it and call it healthy. Damn it. I mean, (laughs) poor chips. There are horrible things (laughs) happening with chips. My God. Let's move on to the next one. Alcoholic coffee. Taking the jolt that you need in the morning and combining it with everyone's favorite COVID activity. Yes. Healthy. Now, I may or may not be drinking it as we speak. Okay. (laughs) You're correct, What's better than alcoholic coffee? Hello. There are a lot of alcoholic coffee drinks that are being made, and they think this is going to be a big trend in 2021. Here's your last one before we go. Autumn skullcap mushrooms. Move over shiitake. This mushroom is higher in (laughs) vitamin B and riboflavin, which does wonders for your heart. Do you think that is a new health food trend or a big old health risk? All I could imagine was a bunch of hipsters wearing mushrooms on their head. I don't know why you said skullcap mushrooms or something. I was like, wait. It does kind of give you that old animation from the 90s where it's like everybody was like mushrooms, man. Everything was all that weird (laughs) cartoony animation. I get it. I can picture it now. You can picture that for that very reason. I'm going to go health risk. You are correct there. James Wood Rotting Mushroom. It's a wood water. uh, A wood rotting mushroom. It's a wood wadding mushroom, <laughs> and it is one of the seven deadliest in the oh world. Oh, my God. If it is ingested, it causes diarrhea, vomiting, hypothermia, and death. So those <laughs> are not good things to have. And death. <laughs> and death. Yeah. All right. When we come back, what do we have going on next? Oh, right. We are going to talk about the debats. The debats are coming up tonight. There are rule changes, and we will talk about them after this. 
Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Dr. James, Allie Johnson. Her mic is muted. <laughs> Boy, I wish I had this power a long, long time ago. When Allie Johnson and I first started doing this, and muting of mics is not only now new with Drop the Subject, but it's also going to be a part of our U.S. presidential debates because apparently individuals cannot behave themselves long enough to not have their mics muted. This is one of the changes, the multiple changes that are coming to the debates that are coming tonight. Allie, I'm unmuting your microphone. Just don't interrupt me, okay? <sighs> so, right. <laughs> oh, she was also holding her breath. I kind of forgot oh, that. Was that, awful. that Why did part. I do yeah. that? Why would I hold my breath? <laughs> what, am, what am I doing? Well, the last what of the, the uh, three that were scheduled debates, the only two happened. Um, no, dueling town halls was the second debate. But now we have the oh. so second full presidential debate is happening tonight, being hosted by, moderated by Kristen Welker. And I bet she is like, ha ha, Chris Wallace and what's her name? Susan, Susan something. She's like, ha, yeah, boom, I got Susan. y'all. Right. I got a mute button and you didn't. Ha ha. <laughs> like, I know. Like now excited. she really has. I mean, she's got to really take advantage of that power because the thing is with these debates, it, it's like being out on a playground. You know the weak ones immediately and you take advantage of that. And that's what happens as soon as the debate starts. If the moderator does not take control and keep control within the first 30 seconds, they are going to be trampled upon yep, for the entire over. hour and a half plus whatever, how long it takes. So now that she's got an upper hand, now that she's got that mute button, which, you know, being in radio, James, you and I are familiar with the mute button. It is very satisfying to be able to mute somebody um, or silence them somehow or sequester them. Uh, to have that control is something that can easily go to your head. Sure, Trump has said he is not happy about this new rule, um, but the debate committee was saying this actually is not a new rule. This is us trying to enforce an already existing rule. Right. Because the rule is that you need to not talk over the person. You need to allow them to have their two minutes. <laughs> to, to finish. And you're I, not letting them do that. <laughs> Jesse was also muting me in the middle of this conversation, by the way. I was trying to say something there, and Jesse, who uh, is moderating this Zoom call that we are talking to each other on right now, was muting me. I think that's very funny, Jesse. That is a that is a good joke. Um, another thing we have in radio that I think they should also have in the debates is the dump button. So for those of you that don't know, if you're ever live, you have about a seven, eight second uh, window with which someone can dump what was just said and it doesn't air. And that's because if some people accidentally swear on the air, like I have been known to do from time to time, someone like Jesse or someone even smarter than Jesse can just hit that dump button and off it goes. I feel like Kristen Welker needs the dump button for Donald Trump tonight. I think she should have a whole soundboard in front of her. I think that she can have sound effects that she can play during. I mean, she really can adopt more radio um, pastimes into the debate. But you're right. The the dump button is also a source of power, and I think that they should use the dump button whenever a candidate says something that is not true. <laughs> so it would basically just be a 90-minute Joe Biden speech. <laughs> yes. Because and pretty- if it was going on the airwaves, <laughs> that alarm would go off because after 20 seconds of silence, there's a giant, loud, jarring alarm that sounds off. So <laughs> it's, it, like, rah, rah, it's like every time Trump speaks, it's just silence. It's just silent. Although, uh, you know, it would be lovely to silence him as very much we do for those people who are maybe still undecided. 
insert uh, um, whatever noise here. The uh, the debates tonight that we are talking about, of course, COVID-19. Um, these are the topics, by the way, in no particular order, but race in America, climate change, which has not gotten much attention yet. Um, I know that Joe Biden has a pretty specific platform about this that Trump and his supporters do not agree with. Uh, national security, leadership, and American families, whatever the hell that means. But these are the topics that um, Kristen Welker will discuss tonight. And what I think we still have time, Allie, to teach her how to use the dump button and get a dump button over to Belmont University in Nashville. I think we can still make this happen. All right. F- <laughs> That's how to use it. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. It's Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. And of course, we cannot get through a week without talking to Dr. Jen Mann, licensed psychotherapist, author of The Relationship Fix, host of uh, Couples Therapy on VH1, Family Therapy on VH1, and much, much more. Uh, last week, we also learned that you were uh, one of the first shows that you were on was a mystery dating show where you married people through a wall. So always lo- uh, learning new things with you, Dr. Jen. Exactly. <laughs> married by America. And we were even fined by the FCC. Really? <laughs> then you know it's a oh, good yeah. Show when you get fined by the oh, SEC. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We are talking about something that is exhausting this week, and that is politics. Political fatigue is real for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. we may have touched on some of this before with you, Dr. Jen, but we wanted to kind of navigate as the election gets closer and closer. What can people do to cope with the political fatigue of America while also making sure that you're informed and that you're voting and all of that good stuff. Well, I think that we really have to constantly check in and take our own temperature and see how we're doing with that. Because yes, it is really important, especially right now that we are informed, that we are educated, that we are doing our own research about sort of the information that's coming to us and its accuracy. That said, at the same time, we need to be taking our temperature about our own emotional health and how are we doing and how burnt out and exhausted and depressed we're all getting with all of this. So I recommend kind of doing a constant day-to-day, more than once a day check-in, given kind of the intensity and gravity of what is going on right now, and sometimes step away. Like Now, when you say take your temperature, what are some of the signs? Because I know for me, part of my job is to stay informed on what's going on, and I can tend to uh, go down rabbit holes, especially when it comes to politics. And it is, it, it's part yeah. of my job, so I have to do it. Um, but yeah. I also feel it's my responsibility as a human being to stay informed about things. And so, Agreed. Uh, but what are some of the signs when you know you are being burnt out? Because there are some times where I feel like I can't even tell, but then somebody else from the outside would be able to say, no, you seem super bummed out all the time, or you seem more stressed, et cetera. Well, I think that when you find yourself, and and given that you have to do it for work, and a lot of people are in that position, when you find yourself dreading picking up your device to read the news or are feeling just heavy and burdened by it, that's a sign. If you're feeling depressed, if you're having trouble getting out of bed, if you're having trouble focusing on other work tasks that you need to do, if you find yourself just um, feeling very pessimistic, you know, which I think a lot of people are right now, you know, and I think that, you know, a lot of us kind of are 
are looking for certain things in the news and hoping that certain things will happen or not happen. And when we don't see those happening, sometimes we feel a sense of a lack of control. And so if you're feeling that way, then sometimes you need to kind of do the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. Even if you're not a religious person, yeah. it's kind of a nice reminder, you know, that we can only control so much and we've got to kind of do what we can do and stand up for what we believe in. And then at the same time, sometimes we have to kind of pull back and have a little hands off. Okay. I've, I've voted, I've spread the word, I've volunteered for a campaign. I really feel strongly about, and now I need to rest. And and, yeah, no, you're definitely right. If this man does get reelected November 3rd, could I get a doctor's note from you to take an emotional leave of absence? A hundred percent. Okay. I'm here for you, Allie. Uh-huh. No question. About okay. That. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I was just going to like go on a trip. I was just going to get in an RV and just drive. Yeah, you or you could just move in with me and I will do around the clock therapy. Yay. Okay, great. It's 24 hour <laughs> therapy. I know you go to bed late, so you'll have your work cut out for exactly. you. <laughs> 4 a.m. We'll be up talking. Exactly. We'll talking oh, <laughs> I would really love to do that legitimately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can follow Dr. Jenna, Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. You can also pick up one of her books, The Relationship Fix, Super Babies. There's so many books that Dr. Jen has written. They're fantastic. Highly recommend. Uh, my wife and I have used them and we love them. And of course, you can follow up on her instyle.com column uh, hump day which comes out every Wednesday we'll talk to you soon Dr. Jen thanks so much drop the subject the new channel Q drop the subject on the new channel Q Dr. James Allie Johnson we're both out and so is someone else kinda we haven't had one of these in a while but this is a closet closet watch so Come here, my little kittens. Hello, little <laughs> little purr friends. Hello, little babies. Hello, you little tigresses. Hello, you little kitty cats. Hi, hi that, cats and what, kittens. Yeah, she does. No, cats and kittens. That's yeah. what she says. Hey there, you little hey cats there, and cats kittens. Hey there, cats and kittens. Yeah, cats. Hey, yeah, cats and kittens. I, you probably at this point, if you haven't turned us off or vomited, <laughs> you realize that we're talking about Carol Baskin of Tiger King fame. Did she or did she not kill any of her three husbands, who knows? But guess what? She also had a wife. Yeah, old Carol Baskin has come out of that crickety old closet. And here is what she said specifically on her really annoying weekly YouTube channel. I have always considered myself to be bisexual. Even though I've never had a wife, I could just as easily have a wife as a husband as far as the way I feel about us. I think we are all one and that we are all... I just don't see us as being different genders or different colors or different yeah. anything. Okay, so she uh, she came at us bisexual, and then at the very end, she threw out she threw a, she threw in that whole "I don't see color" thing, which is always uh, real fun. Uh, um, but Carol, <laughs> and would we expect Carol. any less? Yeah. I know. I feel like she's a Saturday Night skit waiting to happen without the Tiger King stuff, like just like problematic carol yeah <laughs> right so like she problematic just carol. carol i don't see color yeah I don't, <laughs> right i don't see i don't see color i I'm have a black racist, friend yeah but right <laughs> but <laughs> i'm not racist but yes that would be perfect and you know who, i'm okay with gays just don't put it in alike. my face 
But uh, <laughs> right, as long as you're not trying to convert me, I'm fine. I feel like the uh, the not that they look much alike, but I feel like A.D. Bryant would really nail yeah. Carol Baskin as a character. I think we have just sold a script to SNL, Allie Johnson. We can <laughs> I don't retire. Know if it's a script can, it's more of a loose, no, an loose entire, improv idea. <laughs> an entire movie franchise. There's going right. to be like you know three or four versions of this. Anyway. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people have had relationships like this. I would not go so far as to say that my mother did not have a similar, like, asexual female life partner there for a while. Oh. Um, this person didn't live with us, but very, very close to the family. Sort of kind of helped raise us kids. Was around all the time. And they sort of since have had something of a falling out. But this, there was probably a good 25 years there where there was this other female who was ever present in my mother's life and my life. And it wasn't until adulthood that I was like, Hmm. Wow. Like what was that? Yeah. Have you ever asked her? Uh, no, especially now because they're not the best of friends anymore. I see. Uh huh. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't want to bring up something. I also, I'm like, you know what? I feel like everyone is on a spectrum of some sort. And it starts to go into that territory where I turn into a 10 year old and I don't like to think about my parents ever being sexual at all. Right. So so you're like, I'm cool with this being in the history. I don't need to know if my mom was doing some of that stuff back in the day. I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. Well, Carol Baskin is not somebody that I'm thrilled to welcome into the community. I think that she, and I know that bisexuals get a bad reputation. I'm not saying that she's not a real bisexual or anything. I just think that Carol Baskin is a person who likes attention and chooses people based on opportunities that they present to her. I don't think she does it based on whether they're a good human or a man or a woman. And it doesn't matter. It's just the person in love. I'm like, no, it's money. And then you murder them and feed them to your lions. So I think that's what you pick it based on. It's not really what your sexual orientation is. And she hasn't just murderer. Right. So you're, you're probably a murderer. She hasn't disclosed who this person is or was. So then we can't do any investigating as to whether or not this person is even still alive. Exactly. So Egg. then it feeds more into the kids. So Carol Baskin, you're actually not doing yourself any favors when you say stuff like I had an asexual wife and uh, but I'm not going to tell you who she is. She's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. And also that you don't see color. Yeah, and I'll just throw in that I don't see color. All right, well, I guess welcome, Carol, because we feel like we have to welcome you. Um, <laughs> Closet Watch has concluded. <laughs> and um, up next, news that are lucid. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Drop the subject on the new channel Q, Ali Johnson, Dr. James. I have two headlines. I will read them to Ali. She will news one, lose the other. She will repeat the process for me. Ali Johnson, are you ready for your first headline? I'm ready. Chris Pratt's co-stars defend him for being problematic, only to make things even worse. Ah, yes. I uh, did hear about that. And also, I kind of don't care about Chris Pratt, so I'm going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that headline so many times, and I'm like, I just don't have the energy to click on this and care. (laughs) Uh, Headline number two, drunk man breaks into McDonald's looking for chicken nuggets. Oh, that's a good feel-good story. I'm glad that I lost the first one so that I can use that. All right. Here are your headlines, James. Tegan and Sarah are getting their own TV show. 
oh my god i am here for it yes me too and it's being produced by one of my favorites and you are losing that quibi is shutting down Quibi's really shutting down. Oh no! I feel like I'm the only person that watches. Oh, this I makes think, me sad. I think Wait, you're the only Quibi's one. really shutting down. Oh no! Oh god, that I makes know, me I'm sad. Sorry. I think I'm sorry that they you're spent sad. So much money. They spent two billion dollars. <laughs> they spent so much money. Billion. Um, I want to be like, but you guys, wait. <laughs> We spent so much money. I mean, I get mad if I lose three hundred dollars gambling. Could you be a mad? Could you imagine two billion dollars that you've lost creating Quibi? Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we kind of news that one anyway. But um, all right. Let me tell you first of all, really quick about chicken nuggets and this man who broke in for them because this is literally in my younger days. Not that I ever broke and entered anything, <clears throat> but I would have thought about this. Oh. I would have been like, we need to break into McDonald's for chicken nuggets. Now, can I tell you, this is actually a Fox News headline. And they say, drunk man breaks into McDonald's looking for chicken nuggets. First of all, they're chicken Mac nuggets. They're not just chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets is something you buy in the freezer section at the grocery store. When you are at McDonald's, they are a very specific type of yummy deliciousness. They are chicken Mm. Mac nuggets. They are not just chicken nuggets. So people don't break into anything just for chicken nuggets, Fox News. They break into McDonald's for chicken McNuggets, <laughs> which is what a man did in Westlake, Ohio last week at 1.30 a.m. He was 25 and intoxicated. See, just like I said, something I also may have thought about when I was younger. And he was like, ready to go to McDonald's and get some chicken McNuggets because that's what you do. And he went to the McDonald's, walked in through the drive-thru, surprised that no one was there. So he took matters into his own hands, which unfortunately is illegal, and busted into said McDonald's looking for chicken McNuggets. Mm. Alas, there were none because no one was there making them. He uh, Alarms went off. He got arrested very, very, very uh, soon afterwards, unfortunately. Okay, so they just weren't there and he broke in and then got arrested? So no, no wait, th- McDonald's was closed. McDonald's was closed. And I think the funnier part is really about all this. So he goes in because, you know, they kind of have lights on sometimes, like sometimes when you're drunk. Yeah, like they always look open. They look kind of open and he was mad that no one was there. So, yeah, that makes me mad, too. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then the police opened the front door like to go in to get the dude out. And I guess he just like walked out the front door. (laughs) The police were just like trying to not. Let me guess. He was probably white. Oops, I said it. They were trying to not let him like. (laughs) You know, beat him up or whatever. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, come on out here. Hey, oh, there's no, they'll be open at 4 30. Okay. Just wait until I'll buy you some nuggets. Do you want me to buy you some? Should we go to Wendy's? Is open. They've got pretty good nuggets. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Tegan and Sarah are creating a TV series. It's called High School and it's about, spoiler alert, them in high school. They are playing themselves. Clea Duvall is attached to this. I imagine she's one of the executive producers. Uh, yes, Ooh. it is. She is executive producing. She's fantastic. She was in my all-time yeah, favorite is. gay movie, But I'm a Cheerleader. And she's been in several... She was in Girl <laughs> Interrupted. She's been in several other yeah, great... Yeah. Uh, the Faculty, if you didn't see The Faculty. Old scary movie. Oh, and nice. she she produces a lot of great queer television and film stuff. So... There, um, they did the announcement and it happened yesterday. And I don't know whether this one is Tegan or Sarah because it's <laughs> tweeted out from the Tegan. I don't think and Sarah anyone account. ever knows. I'm sure there are people who 
are obsessed with them and know the difference, sort of like Mary-Kate and Ashley. But here uh, is what one of them said. I will be playing ourselves in high school, uh, sort of like a Pen15 thing. We're going to start taking LSD and uh, just get back into that mindset. So just want to say thanks to Clear for having that genius idea and for telling us that we still look um, 15. They do still look 15. And Claire Duvall said, I, she tweeted, I have been clear since the beginning that I would be playing both roles, but I'm sure we can find you another part. <laughs> yeah, just FYI. Just FYI, I'm <laughs> playing Tegan and Sarah. And Sarah, just so you know. Uh, and I'm getting double the salary for it. Ding, ding. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. James is a doctor. He's a very qualified man. And... That is why we ask the... You know what happens when a nurse is late? People die. Well then, let's get the party started. Nursing, nurse, nurse, nurse. You can ask the NP anything that we want at Ask the NP. You can direct message James about anything your little heart desires. And we wanted to ask you again, James, about vaccines because a lot has changed since the last time we did a bit of a COVID-y vaccine update and then i see headlines floating around that say oh california has exclusive testing to a specific fda approved vaccine or and then on the other side of it trump is saying that it's coming out momentarily and you know you see all these studies and all these tests that are being done uh these vaccine trials and it's easy to get confused in it all so what the hell is going on break it down for us i mean first of all when donald trump says things like oh we have a vaccine coming out momentarily that is not true do not believe him oh, okay all right yes that down. and i will explain why now I, I guess he does say like very soon so one's perspective on what very soon means uh, it plays a factor in here, right? I think a lot of us, when we think very soon, we think in the next week or two. Uh, very soon probably is more like December, January, maybe. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, the Oxford vaccine, uh, Oxford slash AstraZeneca, which is the one I was super mega ultra excited about. It's actually paused right now. They did have one person in their study uh, come up with some really serious adverse side effects from this. So they've paused it. They're researching this. They're trying to see if this is something specific to that person or specific to the vaccine. Um, but the other two that are here in the United States, the Pfizer and the Moderna-derived uh, vaccine vaccines, they are both saying that they're probably going to release all of their data from their phase three human clinical trials at the end of November or very early part of December. So what happens is when they release that data we will be able to see and other people will be able to peer review how well these vaccines work. Now, you mentioned California and Gavin Newsom has been very, very public about the fact that he is going to take this data and the actual vaccines themselves and give them to some of the top medical and research institutions in the world like Stanford, UCLA, UCSF, etc., and say, all right, y'all, I need you to test this vaccine. I need you to review the data because I'm not authorizing paying for this or giving it to Californians until we do our own independent review of this vaccine and the data because he very specifically does not trust the FDA right now because as a lot of people 
also don't trust the FDA because they're under Trump's thumb right now. And they've changed so many rules about how they've done things to speed up the vaccine process that there are a lot of government officials who are like, I'm not so sure I'm super comfortable with this vaccine, even when they give us all the data. I see. I thought that the FDA was just like solid, chill, like the Switzerland of all of this. Like, hey, we're just here to give information nope. and we're su- okay. Nope. So they are uh, they are And they they were for a long time. I mean, they're certainly not Switzerland. I mean, the FDA has had their their hands toes, fingers, kneecaps, and lots of different things going on. And there's some certainly some politics that go along with all of that. However, there it's hyper political now. And there have been so many rules and things that have been changed by like executive order of the head of the FDA at the bequest of Donald Trump. So now people are saying, well, we trusted your guidelines before about vaccine development, but now with the combination of you being influenced by Donald Trump and the world needing you to go really, really mega ultra fast to find a vaccine, because that's also a big part of this too, right? So all of that- Project Warp Speed. Yeah, yeah, Operation Warp Speed, right? So Gavin Newsom is not the only governor who has said this, that said, we're going to take our own institutions, our own scientists here and have them test this vaccine before we give it to the, what are there, 55 million people in California? Like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense now because I was like, I don't understand why we're do- like in California, we're doing our own thing, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, because Trump is involved. Who knew? <laughs> it's like so great in California. We have a vaccine, but we're just saying vax. You guys. Because we can't finish the word. It's impossible. Jeez, All right. We're going to get together for some vax. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Close up shop. Close up shop. Close up shop. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. That's Allie Johnson. I'm Dr. James Simmons. And listen, we are 12 days from the election ending. Ending. The election is going on right now. I want to be. Oh, my God. It makes me so (laughs) like I I know that the results, if they're not good, it's going to be travesty. And there, and I, then what? Whatever that pastor said yesterday is going to happen. Where it's going to be civil unrest. Oh, Pat and then Robertson, are gonna right? Come. The end of the yeah. world. Yeah. But I cannot wait for it to be over. I know it's going to be really lovely when it's all over. And I just, I, I think there's a couple things that I sort of want everyone to just, just sort of think about. So we're in the election now. Most vote, most states allow you to vote early, to drop off your ballot early to mail it in, to do all of these things. We know we had that uh, Supreme Court ruling that allowed Pennsylvania to have receipt of their mail-in ballots three days past the election day. California, it's 17 days. There are other states somewhere in between. There's lots of voting options for you. The election is happening now. If you don't have to, do not wait to vote on Tuesday, November 3rd. If you want to wait and vote on that day, have a plan. Be prepared. The lines are going to be very, very long. This is not something where you're just going to be able to walk in and vote in like 15 minutes and then get to work on time. Like, just know it's going to take a long time. You need to wear your mask, bring your hand sanitizer, bring your own pen, have filled out your sample ballot beforehand, and know what the heck you're doing when you get there. This is all very, very important. It all takes time. Something else that takes time are people filling out what are typically dumb petitions. And we like to highlight these in our close-up shop segment because if people have time to fill out and vote on these dumb petitions, they have time to fill out and vote their ballots, influencing the government of our United States. 
Yes, and the one that we bring today before we get out of here is not necessarily a popular one, but it's a slow growing. It's Bring Back Charlie Brown. This is done by a woman named Laura Lori Elizabeth. She started this petition to ABC to please reconsider your decision not to air the Charlie Brown holiday specials. It has been a horrific year for everyone, and so many people are depending on traditions that uh, to help us finish the year as positively as possible. This is a very, very long petition. She writes for a long time. Uh, and some people have already commented. Another woman named Charlene says, yes, bring back the tradition. Only 13 people have signed. Let's get to 100, it says, on change.org. And so there aren't a lot of people voting on this yet, but if you can vote for this, you can vote in the damn election and read a little bit about the propositions and the state measures that are on that ballot as well. I think, Lori Francis Elizabeth, I might be joining you on this petition because, A, I've already voted. So B, so I've got all the time in the world now. So to you can waste all your time I, on these votes. Right, exactly. But B, so they are not airing a Charlie Brown Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas publicly yeah. on ABC this year, but they are offering them for streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Well, I think that's, a, even though I have Apple TV+, Plus, I think that's a little crap. And I agree. Yeah. These things are great. Some, And it's the surprise of it, too. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, it's just a blase Wednesday. It's cold. Like, in the Midwest or East Coast, it's cold, right? It's like a, maybe a little snowy or bl- blustery outside. You sit down. You're like, what are we going to watch tonight? There's no football. There's no movies. There's no Bachelorette. There's no whatever. And then all of a sudden, Charlie Brown's on. And you're like, oh, my God. This is going to be the best half an hour ever. So I'm totally I know, for this. The Great Pumpkin. Yeah. That always puts anybody in a good Doesn't mood. Doesn't it, though? Totally. And in. then... My, my ex-partner, like before Chris, my, my ex-dad danced just like Linus dances. You know, when they're all ah. like together. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you got your mouth open uh-huh, really yep, big. And you, <laughs> yes, and you're, you're not moving your mouth when you're singing. It's just open. <laughs> just open and looking up at the sky like ah. Uh-huh, uh, right and you do the line of stance anyway we love to remind you of course it is well, there are only 12 days left so you had better get on it like it might almost be too late to re- it's definitely too late to register in most places but get on it and learn about the candidates learn about the things that are going on in your world your your community based independent voting matters as much Amy Coney Barrett's of the world would not have gotten to where they are if we hadn't made them judges locally. So go to vote411.org, learn about what's going on in your community, learn how you can vote, learn how you can keep safe at it. And I mean, if you have questions about the presidential election, like those are there too, though I'm hoping at this point you've probably made up your mind. Vote411.org. Drop the subject listeners. We love you so much. I have muted Allie's microphone again because just like Kristen Welker is going to do tonight... I'm doing it to Allie. Wish I could have done this a long time ago. Okay, Allie, you're going to be unmuted for three seconds. Ready, go. (gasps) Goodbye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.